an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, welcome in. Plethora of ball, a smorgasbord as the Thanksgiving, I guess, weekend rolls through. Ephraim Salam over in LA. I'm over here in Portland. And you know what time it is, Ephraim. What time is it? The Irish getting set to tee it up against USC. Now, look. On paper, this should be a breeze, right? It should be a comfortable win. I'll it say that. It should be a comfortable yeah. win, right? Yeah. Maybe get some guys who haven't played a lot in late in the game, stuff like that. But this is a rivalry. It is. And uh, they're on the road. They are. <laughs> so this might be an interesting three hours with us. It very well could be. It very well could be because Notre Dame has everything at stake. And there are some people that are everything. They're like, well, they could get in with the loss. Who knows? You don't want to go down that road. I do not want to go down that road because nothing is guaranteed. You know they're in if they win. Yes. And USC, I mean, where's the pressure? If they lose, eh, weren't expected to win. I'm sure Clay Helton feels some pressure (laughs) about keeping his job. But in terms of the players, 
I don't think that they're going into this game like if we lose, we lose everything. They've already lost the season. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not I'll never say I want to root against your team because mm. Mm. you're teetering. We have no no no. We have okay. enough dissension <laughs> about things between us. So I Do would we, never is it that healthy of a portion of dissension? It's pretty healthy. Pretty healthy? It's bad. Healthy. It's pretty healthy. It's but, healthier but than you know I what? thought it was. But it's fine. It makes for great radio, great uh-huh. entertainment. Uh-huh. You know I like you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is not personal. But I will say this. If Notre Dame were to lose today. Oh boy. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. This Here would do wonders. <laughs> this would do wonders for Papa Bear. UCF stand up. <laughs> and yourself, huh? I'm just saying, you know. Let, let's walk down this road for let's a Let's walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk because it I, like I talk it. I want to investigate this a little bit here. Let's dig into it. We, we got to go... Uh, you know, private eye on this one, 007 here. Right. So I've had some very strong stances yes. that I've voiced against UCF. For two years now. Go ahead. And their hack schedule mm-hmm. and right. all that. So is that what goes into this? You want the Irish to go down because you think I've sold UCF short? No, I think it would make it interesting for the committee. Okay. If... Not only one, like Washington State lost today. They're gone, right? They're out of there. Oh, done. Right? Pac-12, done. Done, (laughs) right? Bye. We don't know. LSU's trailing right now, okay? If they go down and Notre Dame goes down and 11-0, UCF, I mean. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) UCF stand down. That's a terrible injury for Mackenzie Milton. That was that, awful. That's terrible. That was awful. Not dirty. No. It's just, just a, things, just a bad, bad, bad situation. Yeah. But, that was rough to see. But they'll beat when it's all said and done 12 and 0 again. That's 24 and 0, well, 25 and 0 in two years. You mean to tell me they, they can't scoot up into that top four? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Well, Michigan's coming out. (laughs) All right? Michigan's coming out. If Notre Dame loses, they're coming out. Uh All right? Now you got Oklahoma, which will probably move up into it. Right? And Georgia, possibly Ohio State, the way they dismantled Michigan. But you know as well as I do, Ohio State's going to leapfrog UCF. They're going to leapfrog everybody. They're going to leapfrog everyone. They're going to leapfrog Oklahoma, everybody. (laughs) I I don't know that they're going to leapfrog Oklahoma. I still think they're going to be behind Oklahoma. Really? You think so? Yeah, the way they beat Michigan today, who had the number one defense in the the nation. That was crazy. I mean. That was an impressive win. That was un... (laughs) Hardball is just like. Oh, that's. We got a lot of time to dive into Harbaugh Goodness. over there. 62 points? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. 62 to 39. You've got the nation's number one defense, and you give up a 60-burger? That's like 
that's like you playing against the Citadel or something, right? Like you put you hang sixty two on, on the Citadel. Citadel. You do. Yeah. You hang sixty two on the Citadel, not on the third ranked under uh uh the the third ranked Michigan Wolverines with the number one defense in the league in in the country, yeah. right? Oh, that was a joke. That's a flat out joke. Rutgers, you put. You didn't even score 62 on Rutgers. You scored 52. <laughs> and to look at what Ohio Tulane. State. Tulane. You, you only Ohio scored 49 points against Tulane. Look at through the season what Ohio State, how they've fared. Get blown out by Purdue. Barely beat Nebraska. That was an ugly performance. It was 9-6 to six heading into the fourth quarter against Michigan State. They barely survive against Maryland. Maryland just missed an easy two-point conversion last week. Maryland, by the way, is the same team who got blown out by Penn State today. That's the team who almost beat Ohio State last week. All of a sudden, Ohio State's like, you know what? Screw it. Let's play some ball today. And they score 62 against Michigan. I'm telling you, the rivalry, man. That's why I'm a little nervous for Notre Dame. (laughs) Right? I'm a little nervous for Notre Dame. Well, hey, man, it's it's that same backdrop when one team has everything to lose and the other team has virtually nothing to lose. That's a dangerous combination heading into a game for and, Notre Dame and, like and that. And we've seen the story play out. We've seen it. Every year we see it, right? We see it. We see it a lot in the Iron Bowl. All of a sudden it's just like, what? Auburn beats Alabama? It's just those rivalries, man. Oregon State beats Oregon. Like, it's just, it's those games where no matter what, when I was playing in the league and I was playing for the Denver Broncos, Mike Shanahan didn't, I mean, he cared about our record, but we couldn't lose to the Raiders. Right. Right? It's one of those things. Like, we couldn't lose to the Raiders. Now, you look at Jim Harbaugh and the and the, the the work he's done in Michigan since he's been there. He's had a tremendous year this year. Tremendous. Yeah. But guess what? You didn't beat Ohio State. And lost to Notre Dame on top of that when you talk about like a secondary rivalry. I get it, but Michigan. Notre Dame is they they're ranked really high. They're they're a good team. So you can be like, oh, okay, I get it. But mm-hmm. Ohio State, come on, man. The history that they hired him to beat Ohio State. That's right. And right? They didn't hire him to beat Northwestern or Nebraska. And he hasn't. Anybody can beat uh, Maryland. That Wisconsin. was the whole thing with uh, – that's what cost John Cooper. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. They hired Harbaugh to beat Ohio State. He can't and has not been able to do that. No, he has not. I'm Brian, though. He's E from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We get into, it's funny because there hasn't been a ton of drama in terms of chaos or anything like that with the college football playoff teams. We're getting closer and closer to it. And it's like we're trying to generate some type of controversy, you know, where it's all built on ifs. It's like, well, if Notre Dame loses, then (laughs) then what's going to happen? Is it going to be Oklahoma? Is it going to be Ohio State? That's an if that is unlikely to happen. Do you see any ifs that are likely to happen where we might have a big-time debate about who that last team getting into the playoff is? Well, we know right now it's going to be between Oklahoma and Ohio State. So 
if Notre Dame wins out, then that's going to be the big if. Mm-hmm. And then you add Georgia to that mix. So you got three teams that deserve to be in the top four. That's where these ifs start to fall. Yeah. Right? Because even if Alabama loses in the SEC championship, they're still going to be in. We they're going to be in. We man. know that. What What would the score need to be? For Bama to get leapfrogged and left out of the top four. 71 to three. <laughs> Seriously. It, I mean, it has to be just. <laughs> that would be the only way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bama's in. They're in. So it, it's really about, I'm telling you. It's about the, the Trojans. The can big the Trojans I'm rise telling up tonight. You, the if is if USC comes to play, and they beat Notre Dame. That's where the ifs start flying all over the place because now you got three the, the, the third and fourth team in the country gone. Right. They're done. And you got three teams. Four, well, I don't want to say three. I want to say four teams, including nah, UCF. there's three. Nah, look, they're don't, not. Look, 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 look. They're, look they're okay. Not. I know you like them, but they're not. Stand there. up. <laughs> 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 but here's the thing, though, Ephraim, is – we think that Bama's going to win yes. the SEC title game against Georgia, assuming they do. Well, you would root for Bama for any of these other teams trying to get in to that fourth spot in the playoffs? Oh, you definitely. Absolutely. You're rooting for Notre Dame to lose tonight. And, That's the and, obvious one. And Alabama to win. Right. Let's say that Notre Dame wins and Bama wins. Okay? So Georgia falls by the wayside. Michigan, you're out of here. Gone. Right. See ya. So it really comes down to Ohio State versus Oklahoma. And that's possible. That's a very possible scenario to unfold. Right. And and you you just look at now Oklahoma's been they've been crazy, right? You yeah. got this kid, Kyler Murray, who shouldn't even be playing. playing. <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna throw that I'm in. I'm gonna throw it in there. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna throw it in there. But it's you worked look out at, okay so far. What you, you look say? at the, yeah, it has. It definitely okay. has. But it All only right. it only takes one play. Uh-huh. But you look at their points, 63, 49, 37, 28, 66, 48, 52, 51, 51, 48, 55, 59. Uh, yeah. They, how do you keep them out? But look at the point total that they've given up. Just look at the last four games, 46, 47, 56. 40 to Kansas. Right. And 56 on Friday against West Virginia. That's not a big shocker. You know what I mean? Not a big shocker. But then you look at Georgia and the work that they've done. They had a big game next week. Right? This could propel. If they win that game, they know they're in. They're in. Yeah. If you beat Bama, you're in. Right? You're yeah. in. So I'm telling you, the if is all about SC Notre Dame tonight. <laughs> they've done everything they were supposed to do this year. Include beat Ohio State. And they could, I mean, uh, Michigan, and they could ruin it all. (laughs) They could throw it all away tonight in this rivalry. I'll tell you what, coming up next from the Geico Studios, I've got a scenario that could happen. It's not likely, but it could happen that's going to drive you even crazier about the four teams in the playoff. I'll lay that out for Ephraim and everybody else. I'm Brian No, he's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. UCF stand up. UCF stand up. 
I'm Brian No. Hazy from Salam Uh-oh. here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. How about that? Our guy Papa Bear, technical director, producer, excuse me. Um, USC goes right down the field, scores an opening drive touchdown Uh-oh. against the Irish, and he bumps back with USC music with a UFC stand-up on top of it just for seasoning. He's good at what he does. He's got talent. got talent. That's well, good. Bear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where we're at at this stage. Notre Dame trails seven nothing. How about oh, this? Boy. I think this is possible, unlikely but possible, Ephraim, in terms of a college football playoff scenario. All right. Notre Dame's trailing seven nothing. Just say for the sake of argument, when they have everything at stake, mm-hmm. USC doesn't. USC pulls a stunner. Okay. Yes. So we've got that. Let's say that Bama beats Georgia, okay? Which is very likely to happen. So now all of a sudden, you've got two positions that are opened up. You've got Bama, and we're going to assume Clemson. Those two are in. Then what do you have? You've got Notre Dame in the mix. I guess Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. And if you want to throw in UCF just for a the heck of it, just so they don't feel bad about not being mentioned. I mean, they're undefeated. You got to mention them. I, uh, they're undefeated again. But you know they're going to get leapfrogged by Ohio State. Of course, I know that. Yeah. So how can they get there? Uh, so the, the three teams have to receive the death penalty before we get <laughs> to the... <laughs> you would need to see Met. Texas beat Oklahoma, Yeah, which happened earlier this year. Mm-hmm, yes, it did. Could happen again. You never know. You'd have to see Northwestern rise up against Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. You'd need a lot of help. You need Pitt to beat Clemson. Yeah, that's man. Pitt looked terrible God, today. Really bad. Really bad. <sighs> they looked really bad against Miami. Really bad. I, it's just not happening. And here's the unfortunate part: with Mackenzie Milton suffering that injury. That hurts their credentials even more. Yeah, it does. I hate that. And that's I sad. wish that yeah. didn't factor in, but you know it does. It has to. Yeah. Yeah. It has to. You know. Yeah, so the worst scenario for UCF is that some things start to go their way in terms of, let's just say, Notre Dame gets upset. Maybe there's a championship game that works out in their favor. They're still going to be on the outside looking in, which I think would make it worse. If you're rooting, if you're UCF, you got to be at home or wherever watching Notre Dame rooting like crazy for USC. Let's say a few of these things go your way and you still get left out. It'd be better if those things right. didn't go your way. Right. You th- hey, we got and a chance like, here. Ah, you know, yeah. better, the better team's ahead of us, <laughs> right? You can swallow that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did you watch the, uh, the match with Phil and Tiger? Oh, my God. That wasn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> So you were not feeling it, huh? Not great golf. No. Yeah. No, it was terrible golf. It was. When Charles Barkley is joking around about being able to play better than Tiger or Phil, you know it was pretty rough. Right. I know golf pros were like, really? <laughs> I Rory, had fun with Rory, it, Rory, Rory sitting over there like, you going to give him $9 million for this? Right. Right. Spieth. Spieth. Right? Even yeah. VJ Singh is just like, 
Come on. I could do better than this. Right? I was a competitor of Tigers. We were rivals. Do you see it this way? Sergio Garcia is like, come on. El Nino? Uh Huh? Anybody? How about this? Because if you look at, say, the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys have a lesser record than some other teams, but would still be a bigger draw. You know? Right. If you look at the Houston Texans, Texans have a better record than the Cowboys. But you know as well as I do, the re- the ratings would be higher with the Cowboys in a game compared to the Texans being in a game. Right, yep. So if you apply that to Tiger and Phil, although they're not at their peak, although it wasn't the greatest golf, which golfer do you think, if you took one of Tiger or Phil out and put this other golfer in, that the ratings, the buildup, everything would have been better, even if the product wasn't better? John Daly. <laughs> I'll watch that all day long. So oh, John, oh, John Daly, Daly too. Match. Man. <laughs> Having a couple between holes. You know. That that's what I, that, that that would be interesting. I just don't think the buildup would have been bigger if it was another pairing or another duo other than Tiger and Phil. I get it. I understand. Because for the last two decades, we've been watching them, you know, side-eye each other and, and, and compete against each other. And for the most part, Tiger got the better part of that, you know, right. at least for the first 10 years. Oh, big time. Absolutely. So I, I get it. For nostalgia's sake. Yeah. But for entertainment, I mean, who's John Daly was crazy. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, he's, he's a little wild. He's wild. And that's what yeah. you want in something like this. You want wild. You want to know why people like Conor McGregor and Mayweather? Oh, yeah. Because they're wild. Yeah. They'll say anything and do anything and show up wearing anything. What if John Daly came out there with a tank top on and some some board shorts with some flip-flops? That is not out of the realm of his... Oh, no, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> that wouldn't that's shock anybody. That's what you would expect. Right. It, it reminds me of a quick story. This is a random comparison, but remember the Super Bowl when it was at MetLife Stadium and the Seahawks just clobbered the Broncos? Yeah. Yep. There was a prop bet about the Red Hot Chili Peppers if they were going to show up shirtless. And I'm like, that's the easiest bet of all time. Of course. <laughs> they only go anywhere they, with, shirtless. They don't have shirts when they go, when they travel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Light luggage. Right, but that's kind of what it would be like with John Daly, of course. If he showed up just wearing these muted colors, nothing loud whatsoever. Nobody wants be, to see that. Yeah, it'd be like the late, great Steve DeSager showing up wearing muted colors. He didn't roll like that. No, not Steve. No. Not Steve. I still don't think that'd be a bigger draw. Do you? be fun? I, I just think it'd, it, it, it'd give a better buildup, I can tell yeah. you that. The late, How about this? great? The late, great? Late great, yes. Okay. The late usually means uh, someone the, I'm has sorry, passed. Craig Sager. Craig Sager. I meant Ooh. Craig Sager, not Steve. Thought you knew I something I didn't know, man. <laughs> I like, said Steve Sager was thinking Craig Sager. My bad, Steve. Here's I what they think about you. Like what that. a great holiday gift. Thank Here's you. Here's what they think about you. My bad. I killed Steve DeSager on the show tonight. Goodness. Wow. Wow. You got crazy. That's your friend. That's right. Fortunately, the relatives are not listening, and I'm sure management <laughs> is not either. <laughs> By the way. Before we bring in the late, great Steve DeSager. Ah, what? Hey. Yeah. 
even though it wasn't a good product, did you enjoy the drama at the end, Ephraim? It was all right. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, Just it was... like, eh. It's not like me. This is a taste of like what you must feel like doing a show with me most I, of the time. I just wanted to see good golf. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Anytime you do head head to head, it's like watching a one-on-one basketball game between uh you know, Jordan and Magic right now and no one can score. Yeah. Right? That's not cool. You're like, "Okay, I don't want to see this. This is I'm not I'm not watching this." That's basically what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. I'm sorry it was a disappointment. Eh, you know. I'll tell you what. The, the idea was They'll cheer good. you up tonight. I hope so. Not looking like it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just punted. Yeah. So. Had to punt. Down 7 nothing. I don't know. Could be uneasy tonight. Never uneasy when we get to hear from the non-late but the great <laughs> Steve DeSager. I'm still not over that. USC is leading number three, Notre Dame, 7-0 early in the game at the L.A. Coliseum. Meanwhile, top 25 matchup at Texas A&M. Aggies have just scored for a 14-7 lead against seventh-ranked LSU. That's early second quarter. Under a minute to go second quarter on FS1. 14 all-tie with Kansas State at number 25, Iowa State. Four minutes to go till halftime for 15th-ranked Kentucky, leading 28-10 at Louisville, which could be dropping to 2-10 on the season tonight. And a South Carolina touchdown, under five minutes to go till halftime at number two Clemson. Tigers undefeated, only up 28-21 against Uh-oh. their rivals, the Gamecocks mm. of South Carolina. And Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, 13-15 of 15 passing, 180 yards and a touchdown in the first half. Among the earlier games, number one Alabama, 52-21 over an Auburn team that finished 3-5 and five in conference play this year. Michigan, ranked fourth in the country, had won 10 straight since the opening loss at Notre Dame, had allowed 20 one points or less in all 10 lost 62 39 at 10th ranked ohio state today dwayne haskins five touchdown passes georgia plays alabama in the sec championship game next saturday at number five georgia bulldogs today beat georgia tech 45 to 21 11th ranked florida a 41 14 winner at florida state which had gone to a bowl game for 36 straight years not this year. Seminoles 5-7. and seven. Wins for Penn State and Northwestern. Wins for Syracuse and Miami, which beat number 24 Pitt 24-3. Pitt is in the ACC title game next Saturday night, just for the oh, record, God. against number, 20, uh, number two Clemson. <laughs> the Pac-12 title game is Friday night on Fox TV. Washington against Utah. And one game of note in progress. Fresno State trying to go to 10-2 and two on the season. Needed a field goal just before halftime to get on the board against San Jose State. It's 3-0 Fresno at the half. San Jose State 1-10 wow. one, one this year. Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green is now doubtful for Sunday. He missed practice all week with a toe injury. Cincinnati hosts Cleveland. 49ers wide receiver Marquise Goodwin is doubtful for personal reasons. San Francisco cut quarterback Tom Savage. And uh, sad news, uh, news uh, note from Michigan. Their marching band's director of operations passed away this morning after oh, no. suffering a medical emergency just before departing for the Ohio State game. Maggie St. Clair was in her 13th year working with the marching band, 42nd year working at the University of Michigan. You may have heard the Washington marching band story this week, unable to make the Apple Cup game in the snow at Washington State last night. One of its charter buses crashed en route this week, so Washington State's band at home 
learned the Husky Marching Band's fight song and played it at the game. Wow. The University wow. of Washington bus with over 50 people aboard rolled onto its side in bad weather on Thursday before the Friday night game while it was heading east to Pullman. Some were taken to the hospital, but none of the injuries were said to be life-threatening. Back to you. Wow. Great. Good nugget right there, Steve DeSager. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I don't want to say this the wrong way, Ephraim, because if you think about Washington, Washington State, it's a good rivalry, and that's a really classy thing to do to learn the fight song of the other school because of a bus accident. I think that's cool. But... Have you, like, inserted a couple of other rivalries? Do you think Bama would learn Auburn's fight song? No. Right. No, absolutely not. How about Michigan-Ohio State? No. (laughs) Have you heard the Ohio State song? (laughs) Yeah, I, I just have a hard time wrapping my mind around that happening. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Cup's a good rivalry, but... They've been divorces, right? People have been... Families have been split in half. (laughs) This is where we part ways! You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, my sister needs a kidney, but she's an Ohio State Buckeye fan. (laughs) And I'm true blue. It's not going to happen for her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is I don't want to take credit away because that is a really cool gesture. It's just uh, the unfortunate part is it does show where the rivalry ranks. Is that unfair? No. I mean, that's why we love sport. That's why we love rivalries, right? It's intense. It's beyond intense. That's why we call fanatics fans. Mm-hmm. They're nuts. But if you're a grown man and you wake up seven hours before a game to paint your entire <laughs> body the color of your school yeah. or team you're cheering for, then, yeah, you're not all together upstairs. All right? That's why they're fanatics. Yeah, that, it's hard to argue with that. People you're have right. tattoos of NFL teams, and I'm like, I was paid by five of them. millions of dollars. There's no way I would even tattoo the NFL on me. No shot. It reminds me of what Kevin Durant was saying earlier this week when he was on with Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes will be doing a podcast for Yahoo Sports pretty soon. So he's visiting with KD. Building on your thought, this is what KD had to say about heckling fans. I got to make a little adjustment. Here we go. Grown men can't come to a game and heckle grown men. That's 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 corny and that's weak. You come into a game to heckle another grown man. You soft, you weak. Draymond this, Draymond that. Yeah, you a bitch. Like you, you you going to sleep as a grown man doing that to another person. But that's fans, you know. He's totally right. Absolutely it, right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The only thing is, he's, he he can't have a burner account. You know, yeah, and you get into it. Can't Twitter. do that either. That's weak, too. That is weak. But he's completely right with what he's saying about heckling fans. But to your point, Ephraim, this is the backdrop. 
You know, you got heckling fans all over the place. I, I wonder how many fans like the crazy off the wall fans were upset about learning the rival team's fight song, even with the backdrop being what it was. Some were mad about that. I guarantee there were. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's, oh, how dare they? <laughs> like, what? What? They rolled the bus, man. Yeah. People are crazy, man. By the way, fumble, USC, Irish fall on it, Ephraim. New life. New life. Well, I like to see. All right, gotta get this offense humming. Get on track. Get on track over here. Let me just say this, Ephraim. I, I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not. My sense is you will. But you've surprised me before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've got to get out of the the mentality that winning a conference championship game is automatically impressive just because it happens to be the conference championship game. Like Steve DeSager just said in the update, you got Clemson, they're going to be playing Pitt. Like, let's just say for the sake of argument, I don't see this happening, but it's still a touchdown game. Let's say Clemson, who's allowed a bunch of chunk plays to South Carolina, somehow they end up losing this ball game. Let's just say. And all of a sudden they're in the ACC title game against Pitt. That's not an impressive win. Yeah, not at all. Not at whatsoever. If you look at Ohio State next week against Northwestern, <laughs> that's not an impressive win. So I don't think we should look at it like, whoa, they won their conference championship. And if you're looking at Bama, let's say Bama loses to Georgia. Unlikely, but possible. I don't want these teams that win their conference championship game against a lesser team, a team with four losses, and prop them up as if they beat someone that's really impressive. It shouldn't differ from the regular season when you're playing one of these teams in the conference championship game. But you know that's how it goes. Right, one side of the uh, of the conference is weak, the other side has pretty good teams. So one team is going to be in the conference championship with a terrible record mm-hmm. or a subpar record against a juggernaut. It, it plays out like that all the time. It happens a lot, but it's I'll say this for Ohio State, it's impressive the way they smacked around Michigan and won their division. But we shouldn't then go to the the next length of saying, well, and on top of that, they won their conference championship game against (laughs) Northwestern. Who cares? No one cares. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you know as well as I do, it's going to be like, oh, well, they won their championship game. And I just don't think we need to put it on a pedestal automatically. It depends, again, on who you play, who you beat in that conference championship game. But the flip side of that is... If you lose your conference championship game, if Clemson wins tonight against South Carolina, which they got a lot of work to do, yeah, and and then they go in and then they lose their conference mm. championship, absolutely, right? Do you keep them in? Right? Depends on what's happening around them. Because if we already said at the top of the show, if Alabama loses to Georgia, they're still in. They are right. So yes. let's roll it to Clemson. Yeah. Right? Clemson's body of work isn't as impressive. Right. So if if Clemson loses to Pitt next week and they end the season 11 and 1, yeah. Do they stay in? Or I do think they so. fall out? I think so. Cuz uh what you get the win tonight, let's assume that. So you'd be 12 and 1. And I yeah, I don't think that Oklahoma, Ohio State 
I don't think there's enough to shoo them out of that of maybe like one or two remaining spots that are open. If you lose to a bad team, you don't think that's enough? Ohio State lost to a, a bad team in Purdue. How long? At least a comparable I, like, team. You ha- and you have to weigh when these things happen. Yeah. Right? That That's huge. In co- like if you're in college football, you lose your first game. Right? You lose your first game, and then all of a sudden. I hate that. That's how it goes. I, I get it. I understand. I'm with you, but right? it shouldn't be like that. It should be resume versus Michigan resume. lost to, to Notre Dame the opening week. Yeah. And went Climb on. back to number four. And, yeah. and rattled off ten in a row. And they are number four in the country until the dismal effort they put out today. But that goes to show you, lose early. Not late. You lose late, it's no telling what's going to happen because now it depends on what everybody else around you is doing. You lose early, it's like, ah, you can rattle off 10-11 in a row. And I think that's a situation where if Clemson loses next week against Pitt, they're out. That wouldn't help their chances. I think there'd be enough for them to be in. But this is what we're reduced to. These, like hypothetical arguments right <laughs> it's it's built it's built on Clemson losing to pit that's what we're reduced to at this right. point you know but as you bring up a good point for these teams that play lesser teams in their conference championship game they mess around and lose to them that is a bad bad deal heading into the committee selection by the way Notre Dame had to punt their offense not looking good so far USC nice punt return close to midfield as they are leading the Irish seven to nothing. Here we go. We got action. We got action. <laughs> All right, coming up next, the player that's so good, he needs to be referred to with a new nickname. I've got a suggestion that comes your way next. I'm Brian No. He is he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's he from Salam. Here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. As we come to you from the Geico studios, we've got uh, some tight sphincters on display at the beginning of the evening here, Ephraim. you got Clemson only going up by a touchdown at halftime. Tight sphincters? <laughs> wow, it's just a regrettable drop right there. <laughs> I'm going to visit L.A. in a couple of weeks, Ephraim. Are you? Yeah. Be out there in two weeks from now. Okay? Okay. Two weeks from tonight, I will be in the same studio as you doing a sports talk radio show. Face to face. Yeah, baby. Hmm. Looking forward to that. Remind me to get rid of that drop when I'm there. Okay? (laughs) Can you do that for me? You going to go into the board, get rid of that? Yeah. I'm just going to go in, stealth, delete, burn. Let's, you know? h- let's hide that proper scrub. Day. Yeah. But you've got Clemson only up 28 to 21 at halftime against South Carolina. Clemson had a great chance to score a touchdown wide open receiver. Trevor Lawrence with the pass was a little bit behind the intended receiver. They don't get the touchdown. They go for a chip shot field goal. They miss that. <laughs> so they're only up 28, 21. Hey man, anything can happen. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. And you've got Notre Dame. They're in a dogfight right now. They are in a dogfight. Down 7 nothing at the beginning of the second quarter. And USC facing a fourth and one. And picked up 12 on third and 13. So 
Tough sledding so far for the number two and number three ranked teams in the country. The number seven ranked teams in the dogfight, too, down seven to uh, Texas A&M. Do you see any way, I'm talking like crazy chaos, within reason, that LSU could sneak into the playoff? I just don't see it, man. They're not no. going to be in the SEC title game. No, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't see that. Because there, I mean, it's not going to be. Well, let me see. No. I don't either, man. Even if no. Notre Dame loses tonight, they'd have one loss compared to LSU's two, two losses. Right, two losses is not going to get you in. It's yeah, it's not going to happen. Not this year. Yeah, I don't. See it happening. Yeah, it's not going to happen this year. So you'd, you'd have to have Notre Dame again. The score, what the score would need to be, it would need to be seventy-seven to six for LSU to have a chance. Right. That's assuming they beat Texas A&M, which uh, they're struggling. That's not a right sure now. thing at all. Yeah, so we got action. We'll keep you updated. Um, I've got a new nickname proposal. Okay. You don't have to call him this, but I'm going to call him this from now on. I will be saying Sir Drew Brees, kind of like Sir Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. He's been That's knighted. That's going to be my new nickname for him. He's, he's been knighted. He's been knighted. Yep, Sir Drew Brees. I'm, I'm, I agree with that. You with me? Drew Brees is a bad shut your mouth. He is. He I'm is. talking about Brees, baby. <laughs> he threw four touchdown passes all to undrafted free agents. Love it. Against the Falcons on I mean, Thanksgiving. I, I, I didn't love it because... Those should have went to Alvin Kamara, uh-huh. but I did love it because all this talk about the greats, especially in this era with the Bradys, the Mannings, the Roethlisbergers, all of these great quarterbacks, we very rarely talk about the breezes. Yeah. And when it's all said and done, I've said it before, he will have every passing record for a quarterback when he retires, every single one. Yeah. I at just hate five nine in a in a yeah, quarter. It's crazy that, like speaking historically, the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game, he's more of the oh by the way guy. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous to me. I've got him number three in my all time goat rankings. I go Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Drew Brees, and there are a lot of people that look sideways at me when I say that, but. I think that you can make a great argument for Drew Brees being that high as prolific Absolutely. as he's been. And at his height, that's the other thing. is That should prop him up in the GOAT rankings. That shouldn't count against him. At no point in the game is he out of it. Nope. He doesn't complain about not having number one receivers and top free agents. That's right. He just plays. Marcus, Marcus Colston was one of the, the – uh, his greatest weapons was a sixth round draft pick. He was seventh. He was seventh even round draft pick. Yeah. Right. Yep. So don't talk to me about. <laughs> oh, we need to do this and do that. Okay, let's go, Aaron Rodgers. Let's see what you got. I like the voice you just like an. <laughs> Coming up next from the Geico Studios, an NFL team should pay attention to a bad injury in college. All right, so here's the deal. I'm very uh, happy to be here with all of you tonight. Very happy to be here with you, Ephraim, along with the crew, with Lee Robert Lap the Fourth, Papa Bear, Steve the Sager, well, my Irish. Yeah. Down 10 nothing. Blood pressure becoming an issue. Yeah. Don't like it.
Don't like it. Not a good feeling right now. Don't like it. Not happy. Mm. Not happy. You know, I want to start off this hour this way, Ephraim. They were just showing, and please believe me, I'm not making an excuse here, but they showed all of the miles traveled by Notre Dame. And we're talking like over 8,000 miles with all these trips back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they get yourself in the conference, right? Right. That's fine. Yeah. Don't be I, independent. I would never chalk that up as an excuse. But I wanted to ask. Sounds you. like an excuse. No, it's not. It's I mean, not. it came out like an excuse. Whether listen, it, to you, listen to you. I'm we just are saying. To be a team. You're supposed <laughs> to have my back. Over I here. got your back. Former left tackle. I got your back. <laughs> You're my quarterback. Bro. Yeah. You're my quarterback. As a 13-year NFL veteran. For the people listening, especially that were never professional athletes, how much of a toll does that type of travel take out of you? It does. It, it, that's why historically in the NFL, uh, West Coast teams that travel to the East have a poor winning percentage. It, that's just what it is. When you make that trek like that, that's why I'm not in favor of games being in London. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just It does something to your body, your time clock is off completely, right? You get up at 10 a.m. to get ready for a game on the East Coast, it's 7 o'clock. It's your body, and to your body, it's 7 a.m. Yeah. You're, you're only there, you're, you're there one day, right? It's no time to get adjusted. And if you continually travel like that with the physicality of the actual sport itself, it does wear on you. Yeah. I know you're not a drinker, Ephraim, but... No, I don't drink, ever. Never have. Has, has there ever been a game that you played based on the travel where you felt like you were a little drunk out there? Yeah. 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 It, it wears on you. It, it, it really does. But, you know, it's part of the game. Yeah. That's... <laughs> west, that's the East Coast teams team coming west advantage. have uh, an advantage. Big time. Yeah, it's you look a at huge Seattle advantage. At Carolina tomorrow. Right. That's a big advantage. Yes, it is. Big advantage, but hey, man, that's the way it goes. And Notre Dame, they were healthy favorites, almost two touchdown favorites. So by no means am I chalking this up to, oh, it's because of the travel. It's Come on, you just got to play better football. You got to play better football. <laughs> fourth, play. It's fourth and four right now. Yeah. They're going for it. Nine minutes left in the game. We need you this need this from. right here. We need this. Should we be silent while this play is running? You know what's or funny we... <laughs> is your feed is a little bit ahead of my feed. Oh, okay. Because when USC scored its first touchdown, Papa Bear was like, uh-oh. All right, so I'm not going to say whether or not they get this fourth down or not, okay? Okay. I'll just right. let you find out. My natural reaction, okay? We're around eight minutes and 50 seconds here in the second quarter. Notre Dame trailing 10 nothing. Mm-hmm. I won't do play-by-play. Play. I'll just react. Okay. I'm going to pass it. It's broken up. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that happened like a minute ago for us. Yeah? Yeah. Man, still a goose egg. Rivalry games, man. I'm telling you. you, Look, all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. You get up for those teams that you have history with, period. We see it time and time again. This happens to be one of those pitfalls for, for, uh, for for Notre Dame. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. USC has had a rough, rough schedule. Rough. rough. And they would love nothing more than to make their season by taking down the number three team in the nation, which just so happens to be a hated rival. 
This is everything for them. It is. This is we can build on next year for them. Oh, gosh. That's what this game means. How many USC fans, honestly, are rooting against their own team just to get Clay Helton out the door? <laughs> I guarantee there's a lot of them. I, there is a lot of them. I was supposed to go to this, uh, one of my friends and neighbors, uh, big time SC, been going forever. Uh, he has great tickets. I went to a game with them earlier when they played uh, Fresno State. Uh huh. And he just hates the coaching staff. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is just like. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm trying to be positive. Like, hey, man, it's okay. You know, you and never just, know. No, no. He's just like, never. Never. <laughs> no, I've never come around. But think about it like this. SC needs this game to be bowl eligible. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they need this win to make it to a bowl game. Right. And for us as fans or the media – we don't look at that and say, well, this is, there's a lot riding on it. But as a player, you want to take a vacation. You want to take a trip, you know? Yeah. Depending on where you're going, could be nice little destination. But really, it comes down to making your season by beating a hated rival. Yep. And they're in position they right now. They might be early, in the, the Aardvark Bowl, you know? <laughs> early going. But 10-point uh, lead early on. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We always hear about the NFL being a copycat league, but that typically pertains to teams in the NFL copying other teams in the NFL. But I truly believe there are a lot of lessons that NFL teams can learn from college teams. And we see some of that. If you look at what happened to Mackenzie Milton, at UCF, running quarterback, running down, guy went low, not a dirty play, hit him right on his knee, done for the year. Emergency surgery, the whole thing. I think the Baltimore Ravens should look at that and say, we might not want to run Lamar Jackson 27 times consistently going forward. Probably shouldn't do that. Like they did last week against the Bengals. Come on, man. That is way too much, especially for his style of running. Yeah, He's not yeah, looking yeah. to slide. That's not going to be good for him long term, are they? No, no, neither. You're right. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah, it's not that. that, that we know. Look, college is one thing, right? You can be faster than everybody on the field and protect yourself with your speed and athletic ability. Mm -hmm. But in the NFL. They are the fastest, most athletic human beings on the planet playing football. Right. So that move that you did against Southeastern Tech, <laughs> it's not going to work even against the Cleveland Browns. It's just yeah. not going to work. I know. it. And so it's all about – the rules are set up to protect quarterbacks. But once you leave the pocket and become a runner, it is what it is. Yeah. You're a running back. You're a receiver. So – Running Lamar Jackson that much, it's it's impossible. It's no shot. I mean, I think this is a, I think this week is a great game for him. Going up against Oakland, mm -hmm. who was clearly thrown in the towel. So, and they don't have a pass rush whatsoever. So I think they'll be able to open him up more as a passer in this week's game. So 
We saw what he can do with his feet. Let's get some balls down the field. Let's get some completion. Let's get a rhythm as an NFL passer. Right. So uh, this is a good time for, 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 for this experiment because we know this is, it's over for Flacco. Yeah. We, we know that. We know that. And you, if you watch the Michigan game, Shea Patterson got hurt in the second half where he's running the ball and someone rolled up on the back of his legs. I don't know the extent of the injury, but he had to leave the game. Your days are numbered in yeah. the NFL, especially being wiry yeah. like RG3. Lamar Jackson Look at RG3. is. Yeah. Yeah. As good as Michael Vick was, he took some hellacious hits. Cam oh, Newton. Did. Look at Cam Newton. He's a giant. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson is not. No, he's not. <laughs> and this blew my mind, Ephraim, for it to come full circle. Lamar Jackson was a guest on the Dan Patrick Show this week. Listen to what he said when asked the question, how do you protect yourself? Absolutely. You know, I brace for the hits um, when, when they come. I had to do what we had to do to win this game. But, you know, throughout the season, you know it won't take 27 rushes or whatever it was. Okay. I brace for the hits yeah, that doesn't work. when they come. Come on, man. That's like stepping in front of traffic and bracing for the car to hit you. <laughs> okay. So you tensed your body up. Yeah, yeah. Impact is impact. And it's the same concept is if you elude the car, well, you're going to feel a lot better. Yeah. And your yeah. chance to avoid injury just yeah. skyrocketed. Same thing with the NFL. If you slide like Russell Wilson does, I'm not one of these guys that's like, you can never run, no way, no how, just stay in the pocket. We know safe. Russell Wilson's not going to get hit. He, he's Jesus. smart about it. Yeah. He'll get what he can get, and he slides. If that's what you have to do. If you ask the question, how do you protect yourself, and you say, oh, yeah, a brace for the hits, that's like, oh, no, oh, no. Like, we, we got to change that right away because <laughs> your days are numbered. Absolutely they are. And how about this, Ephraim, while we're talking about quarterbacks getting injured? We'll expand on this coming up. If you look at Mackenzie Milton going down, what it might mean for Justin Herbert over at Oregon might be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. He's thinking about going back to Oregon. Does the injury to Mackenzie Milton change the way he should view that? So we'll, we'll touch on that. And also coming up from the Geico Studios, a possible Super Bowl preview or not happening whatsoever. Dive into both of those things. I'm Brian Nohezy from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. This year, Progressive celebrates six years and over 600 cars given to veterans. Giving thanks by providing independence for those who protect it. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. I'm Brian Nohezy from Salam. Here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios, USC's rush defense is annoying because <laughs> they're playing really good rush defense right now. It's a big part of Notre Dame's offense. So Ian Book, he's a pretty good quarterback, and he can sling it. But uh, when you're not able to run the ball, that Notre Dame offense is just not nearly as effective. So hopefully USC will stop doing that pretty soon. What do you think? Um. No, I don't think their defense is going to stop. But uh, they just got a first down on the ground with yeah. the quarterback. Ian Book putting his head down, putting leading his head with down, his right baby. shoulder. Not not the greatest, but it, it, it's so weird. I'm trying not to <laughs> say anything because I'm a minute ahead of you. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, that's got to be tough. So as you were talking about their rush defense, he was running 
yeah. for a first down. So I was just kind of like, <laughs> hey, you never know what happened, you know? Yeah, right. It's just foreshadowing. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, you just got to keep the faith. You keep the faith. You know? Yeah. I feel something's good. good is going to happen <laughs> on the ground right now. By the way, same stadium, as you well know, the site of that Chiefs-Rams game. Oh, my goodness. Which was unbelievable. <laughs> Do you think our guy Papa Bear, I don't know how many text messages I've gotten from Papa Bear this NFL season where he's called his shot all year long where he thinks it's going to be Chiefs-Rams in the Super Bowl. Do you think that's going to be the matchup when it's all said and done? I wouldn't love for that to be the matchup, but I think the Saints have, and uh, New England – the Saints have something to say about that, and I believe that New England and Pittsburgh have something to say on the other side. How about if there's ever a team that, especially now, is flying way under the radar that could put it together and do something? Chargers? I know you got to have that squint on your face like you're uh, looking directly into the sun. Like, right. It's like, any possibility? I mean, there's a possibility, but realistically, right? You know, can't trust them. Can't you can't trust them? They still have kicking woes. It's been like that they for do. a decade. They they really do. And one, you know, once you get into those playoff games, man, every point counts. You can't get three, or you can't kick an extra point. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I don't know how you compete against a team that scores fifty one points. I know earlier this year, this is how it sounded on CBS with the Chargers going up against the Seahawks. Extra point, and no good. Sturgis has missed another one. <laughs> They're going through kickers left and right. Had five points left on the field, missed a field goal, two extra points. Then they were done with him, and then the next guy comes in. He makes one. You're like, I don't know. And you, then you lose by one. Notre Dame, touchdown, baby. <laughs> what I like to see. Huh? What do you think about that, Ephraim? Hey, I cheered about it uh, about two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Fink, nice little flag route. Love the flag route. You know, a little post-corner yep. action. And catches it. That was nice. Very nicely done. Well, look, to, to, to talk about that Chiefs-Rams matchup, I mean, that was I was in Mexico on vacation watching that. It was part? on Punta Mita. Yeah? Yeah, it's a little north of Puerto Vallarta. Very nice. Uh, it was great, great relaxation. But great watching, Oh, yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Nice. Uh, watching that game, it was unreal. It was. Like, you couldn't look away. <laughs> no. I mean, we had defensive scores. We had offensive scores. It was just out of control. It was. And that's the thing, man, is – when a score is like that, it just seems like it's awful defense. And don't get me wrong, Ephraim. There was some awful defense. Oh, was fair some, helping. Yeah, it was some bad defense. The Tyree kill touchdown. No one was even close was to like, the guy. What is happening? Yeah. But the final touchdown with Jared Goff to Gerald Everett on the sideline. Man. That's a beautiful throw. And for a tight end to keep his body in bounds and under control, that was an unbelievable play by that guy. Now, that is what you want to see, right? Yeah. Like, that is awesome. You lo- Just think about this. Think about how the Chiefs, they scored 51 points and lost. I know. Here's my question. Is that a positive or negative sign 
as it relates to the postseason coming up? It's a positive because they know they can put up that type of that many points. The problem is, I mean, who are they going to run into that's going to be able to score like them? That's their thing this year. They're like, okay, yeah, our defense isn't great, but we can outscore you. You can't stop us. Yeah. I look at it differently, and I know you're going to – you're going to jump on me for this one because <laughs> this isn't me being negative or Debbie Downer. I really do. I think it's more of a, a negative. I don't think it's like horrible. This is just a sign of things to come. But when your defense is that bad, when you're the only team in NFL history to score 50 plus points and lose a game, when it comes to the playoff time and it's January and it's arrowhead and it's cold, and you can't sling the ball around like it's mid-September anymore, that's going to slow your offense down to some extent. You know what? It's not because a lot of their stuff happens at the line of scrimmage. Like, it may not be a run, but one of those quick uh, receiver screens to Tariq. Mm -hmm. I mean, they specialize in getting their playmakers the ball. I mean, they come out with so many different formations, and they have so many options the inclement weather to me is not going to bother them because they do so much. They do so many things at the line of scrimmage. They do, but that's the a, screen a game of their the, offense. Uh, you and, know? and then Hunt, and uh, they have so many. And then you have Kelsey over the middle where you don't have to drop back. You could take a three, five step drop and you hit your tight end over the middle who no one can guard. And then you get your one, two, three shots down the field off play action. I, I think they're well within. Uh, their abilities when the weather goes bad. I go the other way because that's a portion of their offense, and they do that incredibly well. But there are other deep down the field, other, you know, chunk plays, and I don't know that they're going to be as proficient when the weather – we're talking January. Who knows what it's going to be doing in Arrowhead? Let's say it's a not just a snowstorm like Washington State, but there's some snow on the ground. Let's say it's raining. Like I just don't see their offense functioning at the same peak level as it is right now in the regular season. I mean, they've been going the whole season, though. But they haven't faced any weather. I get it. I understand that. But their opponents have to face that same weather. Right. That's the problem. They have more talent offensively than any of their opponents who will be facing the same weather. Right. I'll and always lean yeah. toward the team with the talent. That's where I think that's where it's interesting is does it hurt the offense? Let's say it's bad weather come playoff time for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Very possible. Does it hurt the prolific offense more than it helps a really shaky defense? No, it, it helps the shaky defense. I don't know, man. It does. When you can have I a prolific a offense, you can just you can score. Yeah. Your teams are so afraid of what you can do, they put themselves in bad positions. That's well, the key to a potent offense. You do things defensively trying to take away something and you get exploited. Right? That's that's when you have a dynamic offense, that's what you do to teams. And we've seen them do that to teams the entire season. They did it to the Patriots. It just took Tom Brady to be Tom Brady on the last drive. Yeah, but I'm worried about Mahomes and his turnover tendencies here. Now. In a couple of big games. And the other thing we got to throw out there is the Rams do not have a great defense. I know they have those big names, but 
They've underperformed all year they long. They have underperformed, but what they do have is the ability to play defense. They do have playmakers mm-hmm. on defense. Yeah. And pretty soon, Aqib Tlaib is going to be back, which is going to help them. That'll be big. But as long as you have Aaron Donald, who leads the league in sacks, by the way. Which is ridiculous. Right? He is a problem. defensive lineman. That's absurd. (laughs) Fowler, who they just got. Yeah. Talking about a rebirth. So they have the components, right? They have the ability to. We saw, looking at that game, right? Mm -hmm. Those turnovers. Forcing those turnovers. It's a big deal. Right? The sacks. The sack fumbles. The scoring on defense. Yeah. Yeah, they gave up 51 points, but they also put a lot of pressure on – Goff? Huh? On Goff? No, no, no. I'm uh, Mahomes. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You're going the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Right? Because we're talking about the Rams defense. Aaron Donald was a monster. Yeah. I mean, mean, so when you look at it, the only team I see that has the weapons to have a shootout with the Chiefs are the Rams and the Saints. Period. I disagree. I think the Patriots, I think the Steelers. Steelers, maybe. Steelers. I, yeah. I, I I wouldn't say the Patriots, but I would say Steelers. You wouldn't go Patriots. Nah, I wouldn't, especially if Gronkowski's not going to be what he needs to be. If he if the, he's not right and he's not healthy, it's not going to work for the, for the Patriots this year. It's not happening. Did you see that deep ball that USC completed? Yeah, I did. Five minutes ago? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Did you like? Was there a slight smile on your face? No, I'm not smiling. I, I, you know, I don't want you to be in pain. Okay. Would you go right now? Either, neither, or both in terms of the Chiefs and Rams in the Super Bowl. What are you saying here? Prediction time. I could say either. Either. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I really think the way the Saints are playing right now. I mean, their defense has gotten better. Drew Brees is being Drew Brees. Sir Drew Brees. Sir, excuse me, I apologize. Sir Drew Brees. They're make they're here to make a statement, right? So we, we everybody's in love with the Rams and 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 what they're doing. Yeah. I, I mean. Meanwhile, we're overlooking the team who beat them. The, by the, 10 the points. team that beat them, right? <laughs> we're overlooking the team that beat them. Yeah. I mean, they lost their first game. To Tampa of all teams. To Tampa Bay. Amazing. Tampa beat them forty-eight to forty. That's that Fitz magic, though, man. Just a, that was just a, that was just a, you know. And the Browns almost got them in week two. Yeah. Yep. But wow. as of right now, they are not looking back. Yeah. They are well, not I'm, looking back, and this thing is it's 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 about to get really good. It is. It is. Uh, I've got a bold prediction for you coming up and a few other uh, quarterback opinions I want to throw at you. But uh, we got action. We say that when the ball gets uh, really interesting. We got action when Steve DeSager spins us around the sports landscape. And we do have two items to update for Notre Dame fans, actually. Are they good? Are they good items? Not necessarily. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) 
<laughs> Undefeated and third-ranked Notre Dame is losing at USC 10-7 late in the second quarter, a USC team that's 5-6. and six. Meanwhile, undefeated and number one ranked in women's basketball, Notre Dame, the defending national <laughs> champs, go to the fourth quarter trailing 70-68 to to Oregon State, which is ranked ninth in the country. That's a game in Vancouver. So You know what? How about this? Because I'm a nice guy. Let's give Oregon State the win tonight as long as the football team gets it done against the <laughs> Oh, West. wow. Well, that's a fair trade. Sure. What is it? Wow. Right. There it is. Done. No take backs. Okay, sure. Yeah. We're brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Number one, Alabama beat up Auburn 52-21. Tua Tonga-Vailoa, five touchdown passes and an early TD run. Yes, I think he's the Heisman favorite at this point. Number two, yes. Clemson, meanwhile, has its home game against rival South Carolina. Clemson has scored. It's now a 35-21 lead over the Gamecocks mid third quarter. I mentioned number three Notre Dame. Minute to go in the first half is trailing 10-7 at USC. Also in progress we've got number seven LSU losing at number 22 Texas A&M. It's the Aggies early third quarter up 17-10. Number 15 Kentucky up 35-10 at Louisville still starting the fourth quarter and late third quarter on FS1 Kansas State ahead at number 25 Iowa State 31-21. Ohio State got five touchdown passes from Dwayne Haskins and beat up Michigan today, 62-39. Georgia got four touchdown passes from Jake Fromm and a win over Georgia Tech, 45-21. Georgia is playing Alabama in the SEC championship game next Saturday. Ohio State, meanwhile, is playing Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game next Saturday night on Fox TV. Northwestern 8-1 and in conference after beating Illinois 24-16 today. Wins for Syracuse and Penn State. Florida beat Florida State, 41-14. At Miami, the Hurricanes down number 24 ranked Pitt 24 to 3 Hurricanes quarterback in Kosi Perry 6 of 24 passing for 52 yards oh my god and they, and they won, won three touchdowns that's right Miami's defense <laughs> had six X this is how bad it was for Pittsburgh today and this is a team that's in the ACC title game next Saturday Dick night is. against Clemson Pitt had 11 first downs 12 punts at Miami. Uh, Ten oh penalties for Pittsburgh. On third down conversions, Pitt offense was one for 15 on third downs. And next week, Clemson, so good luck with that. The Pac-12 title game is Friday night on Fox TV, Washington against Utah. And we have Lane Kiffin's team in action tonight. You know, Florida Atlantic had dominated Conference USA last year. Not so this year. They have given up a 56-yard field goal to Charlotte, a team that just fired its coach a week ago, but won at Florida Atlantic tonight, 27-24. to And you guys were talking earlier in the show about fan is short for fanatic. Couldn't be more true in some of the, uh, shall we say, more populous, uh, crazy soccer regions of the world like yeah. Argentina. There are the two soccer clubs of Argentina we're going to be meeting tonight in their final, their league final, but it's been postponed to tomorrow because some of the players from the club Boca Juniors were injured when their bus was attacked by opposing fans on the way into the stadium today. And so about 10 minutes before the final was supposed to start, they announced, no, we're going to play it tomorrow. But five streets from the stadium in Argentina, rocks and pieces of wood were thrown by opposing River Plate supporters, shattering the windows. Some players were also affected because the police, trying to quell the violence, used tear gas and pepper spray. 
After the match was suspended, there was fan violence inside and outside the stadium in Argentina as at least 30 people were arrested. Some of the thousands of River Plate fans tried to storm into the dressing rooms and abruptly interrupted a TV interview of the team president on and on. Supposedly, the game is tomorrow. What That's is, a lot to digest that, right goodness. there. Goodness. People have lost their minds. It's out of control. What's going on? Big Can you play? imagine if something like that happened within the NFL? No. I'm not doing that. That's what I always think of where it's like soccer. The flare goes off in the stands. Can you imagine if that happens on Monday night? Mm-mm. You know, like <laughs> you can't wrap your mind around that. And there are some fans that get nuts, but they don't get nuts to that level, thankfully. Big play by Notre Dame's defense. Yes, forced to fumble. I was hoping that you were ahead of me and you were talking about a big play on offense. (laughs) I got giddy for a second. But, yes, they forced a fumble. Huge play in the game. USC was driving and Notre Dame forced a fumble. Mad scramble for the football. Drew Tranquil comes up with it. And just before halftime, at least Notre Dame prevented points from USC, uh, which is uh, a lovely thing. That is a good thing. Yep. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So this injury from Mackenzie Milton, UCF's quarterback, he had emergency surgery on his knee and just terrible, horrible situation. I would apply that not only to Lamar Jackson, where his days are numbered in terms of health, if he's carrying the ball 27 times like he did last week, I would look at Oregon's quarterback, Justin Herbert, because he possibly could be as high as the number one overall pick in the next draft, 2019 upcoming draft. And the word is he might go back to Oregon. No, I don't do that. Loves it there. His brother's uh, going to play at Oregon. And you're risking a lot more money than Kyler Murray is risking with his baseball contract. Yeah, ask um, Matt Leinert. Mm. Is that a good idea? Yeah. Matt Barkley? <laughs> Same thing. What, do you slide to the fourth round? Yeah, man. <laughs> look, you do it. I, I don't care what you think. If you're if you're okay now look if your dreams and aspirations are to be a great quarterback in college and mm-hmm. that's where they peak out mm-hmm. then fine stay your whole time enjoy that experience but if your dream and aspiration is to be in the NFL and you could be the first pick in the draft then you can only get worse your dream can only turn into a nightmare from here on out Mm. if you pass up on that opportunity to go be the first pick in a draft it it only gets worse so whatever you think college holds for you whatever you whatever nostalgia or whatever excitement you think is going to be there for you your brother's playing there you guys get to play together it it can only be worse than it actually is right now yeah, I mean, it's tough, too, because he left the Oregon State game, the Civil War. He didn't play the second half because he was sacked, and it looked like a shoulder injury. He was favoring his shoulder, and he missed a handful of games last year with a separated shoulder. Take, so yeah, take, th- take the a note <laughs> from Bolsa at Ohio State. Uh-huh. 
He was like, I'm good. I'm not coming back. Mm. I'm going to train myself, get myself ready to go to the NFL. Period. That was it. He was done. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I see both sides of it. I really do. And there is a possibility, as much of a risk as it is, that he goes back to college, has a great year. Let's say glass half full. Best case scenario. Wins a Heisman, challenges for a national championship. Who knows? Could be really, really good, depending on how it unfolds, if it's best case scenario. Wow, Notre Dame completes a Hail Mary and gets tackled at the two-yard line. (laughs) That's... Well, it's kind of pointless, you know, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> Empty calorie passing yards. Um, SC has the lead 10-7 at halftime. So, yeah, there is a best-case scenario that is possible, but it is a huge, huge risk. And even here's what I think is you might – he's a smart kid. He knows the risks. He understands what could go wrong and what might happen. And if he's comfortable with that, that's how he feels right now. But if the worst-case scenario does unfold and his stock not just plummets but just slips, there's a big difference between Baker Mayfield's making almost $33 million guaranteed. Right. And you've got Josh Rosen, 10th overall pick. He's making over $17 million. That's in the neighborhood of double from number one overall to number 10 overall. That's a big, big, big difference that you're risking if you go back. It makes no sense to go back. Yeah. And it's not like college forces you to go through your progressions. He's locked on uh, Dylan Mitchell, one of his receivers, throughout most of this year. And that that doesn't help you a great deal for the next level. No, got to be able to spread it around. Because if he leaves and you come back, then (laughs) he's like, I'm out. Yeah, which could happen. Right, like I'm out. (laughs) I'm gone. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, become a new card member and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Okay, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Ephraim, I have a bold prediction that might be bolder than my bold prediction of the Eagles missing the playoffs this year. I'm going to lay it on you next. I'm going to let you be the judge of it. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. We're also brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. All right, Ephraim. You thought I was out of my mind. Is that fair to say? For predicting that the Eagles, defending Super Bowl champions, would miss Uh, the playoffs this year. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, I've got something that you might think is crazier. I don't know if you will or not. Here's my bold prediction. Ready for this? Try this on for size. All right. I am going to predict, and I hope this is completely wrong, but I'm going to predict that Patrick Mahomes is this generation's Dan Marino. Prolific, outstanding, yet zero Super Bowl wins. Really? That's my bold prediction. And I hope it's wrong because the NFL would obviously benefit if he wins Super Bowls because he is very entertaining. Yeah, that's not – I mean, that's not that big of a bold prediction. Okay. 
think about the great quarterbacks like a Dan Marino who's played in 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 every era who didn't win Super Bowls. It's tough to get to Super Bowls. It's it tough is. to win them. It is. Drew Brees has got one one. Aaron Rodgers one one. He's considered the best quarterback to ever play in the world. How many great quarterbacks? And we think that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great career. I right? think he's going to be exceptional. How many great quarterbacks don't have any Super Bowls? There's Marino. There's what Fran Tarkington. You got to mm-hmm. go back in the. You got to go back. Hot tub time machine. Right. They're not a ton. So yeah, Philip Rivers. He Phillip doesn't have Rivers one. Doesn't have one. Yeah. Is that a great career? Andrew Luck, he might not have one. Might not have one. Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, it's less bold and less zesty than the Eagles missing the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's, I mean, Carson Wentz, does he really have one? Yeah, it's a technicality. He, he you, really doesn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Nick Foles has one. Jim this, Kelly. Jim, Ke- Jim Kelly, yeah. Yeah. Dan Fouts, yeah. You know what? It's just a run-of-the-mill Warren Moon? Yeah, Warren Moon. Another one. Yeah, not as zesty as I first thought. I just thought that... Randall Cunningham? Yeah. As great as Mahomes has been, there is no guarantee that he's going to win a Super Bowl. And it's much like Marino. You know, he got there in his second season. This is Mahomes' second season. Highly prolific season. It just seems like he's got a good 15 years ahead of him. Of course he's going to win one. Eh, It's not a guarantee. It's all about the team you put around him, you know? Yeah. You definitely can't do it by yourself. If no, that was if, if if that was the recipe, doing it by yourself, Aaron Rodgers would have three or four of them. That's absolutely true. By the way, I want to get your take on this because Adrian Peterson, Redskins running back, he did an interview with Bleacher Report, and he basically said, yeah, I still use a belt to discipline my son. It was a couple of years ago where he was in big trouble for, in a lot of people's estimation, going above and beyond disciplining his young son, where there were marks on the son and all of these things. Where do you come out on this, Ephraim? I'll give you first dibs because I, I want you to have the floor first. Um, I think uh, parenting is one of those things that it should be, or it seemed to be a universal thing in terms of, the rules, but I will say every household, every situation is different. You know, me personally, I think there are ways to get across to your children, especially when they're that young. Right. uh, That don't include violence. But as a father of a seven and a four-year-old, like last night in the car on the ride home, from the airport, from a long trip and a long week of them being seven and four. <laughs> right. My seven-year-old didn't want to not talk, even though his mother and I had told him multiple times on the trip, hey, when mommy and daddy are talking, just be patient. Mm-hmm. Mommy, 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 mommy. And even when we were telling him to be quiet, he kept talking. But but I want to tell you something. But I want to tell you something. So finally, it was like, look here, man. Stone Cold Stunner. That's what you hit him with, If you talk again, I'm going to pop you in your mouth. (laughs) If you say another word, your lips will be popped. Guess what he didn't do? 
Uh, he understood that. He didn't say another word. Yeah. So every situation is different. Every household is different. Um, I don't. I know he said he used a belt on his on his son. I think his son is what seven, eight, somewhere right, in there, right around that range. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you don't need a belt. You don't need a belt for a seven year old. Yeah, you know. and I think I hear everything that you're saying. And I agree with what you're saying, as long as it doesn't go to great extremes where you're like, "Hey, this is how I discipline my kids in my household." Like there are extreme examples where it goes above and beyond. What Adrian Peterson, I think the fault of what he is saying is. It would be like if you get busted for driving drunk and it's a big deal and you just say, yeah, I bend an elbow from time to time. Like, there are things that are better left unsaid. Right. Keep it to yourself, man. Yeah. And I think he should have said, you know, that's my personal business. Period. I choose not to say, go into detail. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, this draft pick has been a disaster. I'm Brian No, He's from Salam. You keep it locked. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Tons of ball. To break on down college football playoff, teams vying for one of those postseason spots. Notre Dame trailing at halftime, ten to seven. Clemson's turned it on, so they're uh, they're crushing South Carolina. That's not going to be one of the hiccups. So the the pool shrinks. Ephraim, these teams that are on the outside looking in right now, not a whole lot of wiggle room, and they certainly are rooting for USC right now and Notre Dame to go down. Yeah, it's uh, Clemson took care of their business or taking care of their business. Now it's up to the old Irish. <laughs> Notre Dame. That's right. Let's see if uh, the Irish trying to get their ground game on track. Rivalry continues. That's right. That's right. So uh, we'll have a couple of what-if scenarios with the college football playoff. But this was something that that we were talking about a little bit earlier, from surprising here. I don't know if this is true, but we were talking about, the first part is where Washington, they had a, a bus crash with the band. And so the Apple Cup on Friday, you had the Washington State Band learn the Washington fight song, and they played it at the game. And so we were talking about, can you imagine Alabama and Auburn doing this? Can you imagine Ohio State and Michigan doing this? Tim checks in on Twitter and says, actually, we were at the game today and the band played the victors. They do it every year. Both bands play each other's songs. Mm. If that's true, never knew that. I didn't Appreciate know that, that either. Appreciate that nugget, Tim. Yeah. And if, it's, if it, that is true, that's stupid. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? This is a good point. You know, like Notre Dame and USC, that's a great rivalry. I don't want the Notre Dame band playing USC At all. Ever. What's up with that? No. Stick How about this? Our fight song only. Yeah. Kyle checks in, tweets us both, and says, Har bum. <laughs> the biggest fraud in big games. Ooh. Owned by Herb again. Nobody, nobody better ever mention him in the same sentence as Saban, Meyer, or Dabo. Ever again, hashtag fire Harbaugh. Oof. Mm. Look, I'm telling you, they hired him to beat Ohio State. He hasn't done it in, what, three times, three tries? Or four. This is the fourth. It's, it's just that's four years. Yeah. that's No matter what your schedule is, no matter what your ranking is, no matter how 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 well you, you, you do other 
games or you compete or you're if you can't beat Ohio State, then you are of no use to Michigan fans. Period. Well, and the other thing is it's a very beatable Ohio State team this year. I mean, completely and, beatable this year. And crushed Michigan. I mean, put it on them to the tune of 62 to 39. That's embarrassing. Not yeah. only did you get beat, you, it, it wasn't a close game. You know, it wasn't close. Right? It was an embarrassment. It was. Uh, yeah. There's no other way to say it. It, it was so was bad that it doesn't – you don't blame the players. You blame the coach for not having the players ready. That's what That's what type of beating that was. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the uh, lackluster performances of Ohio State against other teams this season, against Maryland last week, against Michigan State, on and on. Load on the clobbered sleep. by Purdue. It makes this loss way worse for Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. Way worse. But let me ask you this. You can't put Jim Harbaugh in the same sentence as Dabo Sweeney. I know Dabo's got a title, but Jim Harbaugh is not even in the same sentence. That's blasphemy. I don't think you can put uh, coaches in categories if they don't have titles. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they go in that category. How about, let's see. Let's say um, Philip Rivers, is he in the same vicinity? No, I said coaches. I know, I know, but I'm just playing the quarterback game. Because okay. we, we look at titles and quarterbacks, and it's a big deal. It's right. comparable to how we look at it with coaches. Do you look at Philip Rivers as at least being in the same area as either Russell Wilson or Eli Manning? Uh, he's Philip Rivers better than Eli Manning. So you do. Like, despite the two rings for Eli, you'd have Philip yeah, Rivers Eli Manning in the same is, area. I yeah. mean, I, I know Giants fans are like, oh, but he's, I mean, he just, he's not an exceptional quarterback. What about playoff Eli Manning? He's not an elite quarterback. He's not. No. He's, he's never have been. Not. No. The right. inconsistencies throughout his career, the, the, right? He yeah. rode a hell of a wave twice. And that's what I think is. If you look at Jim Harbaugh. Trent Dilford also has a Super Bowl ring. He does. But Jim Harbaugh has been a disappointment with Michigan. Yes. That's not the only thing on his resume. Right. He took Stanford from a dog program and made him legitimate. And so to say, you can't even be in the same breath as Dabo Sweeney. I mean, he's had great success everywhere he's coached. That's right. Except where he's at. <laughs> I mean, if you look at his win-loss percentage, it's yeah. – it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's just the big games. It's Ohio State, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, they don't hire coaches. Like, you get hired at, at Texas, why are they hiring you? They're not hiring you to be ranked 23rd no. in the final rankings. Well, they're hiring you to beat Oklahoma That's right. in the Red River rivalry. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> That's why they're hiring you. And if you can't do that, <laughs> then you're no good to them. Yeah. That's yeah. what it boils down to. When you look at these huge rivalries and, you know, going back in history and because it's bigger than just 
the game. It's heritage. It's, you know, this goes back generation to generation to generation. You can get excommunicado out of a family mm. if you switch those lines or if you bring a, a husband home or a boyfriend home who's on the opposite side. Like, that's like, oh, well, you can't come to the family reunion anymore. And that's why John Cooper got John Coopered. Right. Out of his gig at the Ohio State. That's that the way it goes. Exactly you got to win the right. big ones. You, gotta, you have to. Rival. Yeah. Or the days are numbered. We get it. Yeah. But I think that if you're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh, is he in the same zip code as Nick Saban? No. Not no. even close. Is but not many are. Not Urban many Meyer? are. Yeah. No. I wouldn't say he's in Urban Meyer's vicinity. No. But with Dabo in one title, he's had a lot of success at Clemson, but. I think overall, his entire body of work, it's at least comparable to Dabo Sweeney. I would disagree with that one. You with me or are you with the tweeter? Nah. Okay. Like Jimbo Fisher. We'll put him, you know, put him in there. <laughs> Jimbo. Good old Jimbo. Jimbo's got a ring. Jimbo's got a ring. Yeah. Nice ring. Jameis to uh, Kelvin Benjamin. Yep. Yeah, that was nice. Very nice. All right, I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. Here on Fox Sports Radio, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Okay, we're going to give it a little bit of time in terms of the college football playoff, who's going to be where, and who's this and that and that. We'll get to it a little bit later. We'll say at the bottom of the hour, Ephraim. But I wanted to go into this. I know you love hoops. I do love hoops. And I wanted to throw this out there. Where... The latest story, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, is that Markel Fultz, former number one overall pick, is no longer in the Sixers' long-term plans, and the team could look to trade him. And the news was first reported by The Athletic, where Markel Fultz has this wrist injury, and he, quote, would prefer a fresh start with a new team, end quote. And immediately I thought about this dude missed 68 games his rookie season with a shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. They gave him a standing ovation in the city of Philadelphia for hitting a three-pointer this year. (laughs) (laughs) And now he wants out. He's like, get me out of here. Really? This has been a disaster. This is a mess right here, Ephraim. I don't know what they can get for the guy. I mean, how good is the return going to be on that number one overall pick? What are you going to get in return for a guy who's got shoulder, wrist injuries, and has the yips at the free throw line? Uh, I mean, the market, you're not going to get market value. Mm. It it was just a bad pick. Yeah. You know, everybody doesn't work out. You know? It's bad enough that you used the number one overall pick. You traded up. You traded up to get the traded guy. Traded up to get him. Ah, that's. Mm. Can you imagine? Let's say Markel Fultz was the real deal. Let's say he was a Jason Tatum like talent, who they could have had, by the way. Right. You've got Jimmy Butler and just a legitimate number one overall type talent. This would be. A tough, tough team to deal with in the East. Notre Dame scores, just to throw that out there. Woo! 
Dexter Williams, as you just said that, just flying down the <laughs> sideline. Oh, what a beautiful sight. Big man, I could hug you. If I was there, I would hug you right now. Oh, that was beautiful. There's that much maligned run game you were talking about. They finally, they finally creased them, you know? A little edge rush. Like it? All is right in the world now. Ah. Birds are singing. Mm. Sun shining. I feel better about myself <laughs> just as a human being with the Irish in the end zone. Did he put up the deuces? Was that like a little fight on right there? Or was that just deuces it, it, it by Dexter Williams? might have been. Hmm. He's like, yeah, take that fight on and shove it. What do you think about that? I don't know. That might have been his message. But, yeah, man, could you imagine? I'll say this, Ephraim. Can you imagine? I know you like the Lakers. I do like them. What if this same scenario was unfolding for your Lakers? Let's flip-flop the rosters. You know, let's say that the Lakers have the Sixers roster and they make a trade for Jimmy Butler and they've got this mess on their hands with Mark Hill Fultz. How would you be feeling about it as a Laker fan? Um I I, I just think as a fan you just you as a fan I'm I'm like, look. All right. He's not going to play. That's evident. It's passed him by. Uh, try to get something for him. I don't know what you can get. I, I just don't know if other teams have seen enough to to warrant, okay, he has something we can salvage, right? And But I also, as a, as a player, I will say this. I will say one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't – first of all, he has no confidence. He has no confidence in his abilities which is the number one thing you need to have to be successful as a professional athlete, no matter what's going on right? Uh, on your team or your season or whatever that is, you have to have confidence, and he doesn't have any. We see that a lot with Alonzo Ball. Yeah. Well, he's always looking to pass and not shoot because the confidence to score is not there. Now, granted, as of the last couple games, the last couple weeks, he's been more aggressive. I think him having LeBron – telling him, hey, it's okay to be aggressive. I believe in you. I think that's helping Lonzo Ball. But I don't see anyone on Philly helping folks like that because they've passed it. They, they moved on. Right. They, they're not sitting waiting for him to be good because it doesn't matter. Especially you get Jimmy Butler in there. Uh. Right? I mean, you. It, it just doesn't matter. He's, so he's just there. He's not going to play. Yeah, they're moving on. They're essentially like, let's just play McConnell. It's pretty good. McConnell, right? Like, if you're Markel Folks and McConnell's playing yeah, in front of you. Yeah. That's I mean, not going to do a world of good for your confidence. No, right. not at all. <laughs> right. Not at all. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. It is that time. The big man is back this week. We hone in on a college football conference. We look at all the nicknames and we judge them. As if it's a living, breathing, tangible thing that shows up in your living room. What would cause the most fear and trepidation? We hone in on a certain conference coming up next. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Irish get a stop. They get a stop. Big stop. Nice. 
Irish on top, 14 to 10. Stopped USC, get the football back at about their own, eh, we'll call it about 16-yard line or so. I know you've already seen this drive that Notre Dame <laughs> about to have. Your TV feeds a little ahead of mine. But uh, it's, it's going to be unfolding for me. Okay, Ephraim, I look forward to this every week with it's, you. It's a good segment. Fun, right? We let yes. our hair down. We have a laugh or two. We look at a certain college football conference, and we look at it top to bottom in terms of the nicknames. And then we whittle it down to the top three in terms of if these nicknames were living, breathing, tangible things. What would cause the most fear if it showed up in your living room? And then we whittle it down to the number one most most fear-inducing nickname. So we've chosen tonight the Mid-American Conference. That is right. The MAC. Hashtag MACTION. So we got to whittle this thing down, Ephraim. You know how we get down. Let's do it. So I'll throw some nicknames out at you. You tell me if they make the first cut or not. All right. The Buffalo Bulls. They make the first cut. Okay. The Bulls make the first cut. Yes. I agree with that. How about the Red Hawks? No. No. No Red Hawks. No Red Hawks. Sorry, Big Ben. No Red Hawks from Miami of Ohio. All right. The Ohio Bobcats. Bobcats make the cut. Bobcats absolutely make the cut. How about Travion Williams getting stripped in this Texas A&M LSU game? It's close. His knee was almost down. But it looks like a strip and a scoop six as LSU was trailing by a touchdown. So we'll keep an eye on that game. All right, back to Maction. Bowling Green Falcons. No. No, Falcons don't make the first cut. Not fear-inducing. Akron Zips. Okay, um... So, in my understanding, uh-huh. the zip is referring to a kangaroo. Is that hmm. correct? You know, Zippy a, is a kangaroo. Zippy the kangaroo. Yes. Okay, if it's a kangaroo, does it at least make the first cut? Now, if I've, it, a kangaroo seen, I've shows seen up in your living room. That's daunting. Like if I, I've seen kangaroos, they're Kicking aggressive. Power, yeah. Yeah. They are. They punch and they kick. They're very aggressive, and their tail is stronger than their legs. I have read, guys, that Zippy the kangaroo is the mascot, but the origin from like close to a hundred years ago was zipper shoes. Okay, well they don't oh, make the cut. Then. I'm sorry. Darn, the I was shoes for a kangaroo. These Maybe shoes talking... are made for walking out of the top. <laughs> Zipper on the pouch or something. I don't know what the kangaroo relation is, but by the way, the LSU touchdown counts. Extra point ties it at A&M. Wow. About 10 minutes left. Oh, that was really close. Williams' knee looked like it might have been down. But like Steve DeSager said, touchdown counts. All right. Golden State. I'm sorry. Kent State. Golden Flashes. Yes or no? First cut. Okay, what is a golden flash? I, it is some type of mystical power that causes a golden flash to appear, blinding the opponent for a few seconds, letting mm. letting you make your move. Okay, that doesn't make the cut. That does not make the cut. No. <laughs> that sounds like an incredibly made-up thing. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's tomfoolery there. Let's get with the program here. Northern Illinois Huskies. Okay. Huskies make the first cut. Uh, I, I believe so. You believe? It's, it's 
a waffling, wavering first cut. We're passing them through. Huskies. A husky shows up in your living room. Are you like, ah! No, huskies are really cute. They are. Cuddly. You might want to go over and pet it. That's true. They don't make the cut. Yeah, they don't. Okay. Eastern Michigan Eagles. Fear-inducing? Eagles? Not really. I mean, even Man. though Eagles are huge, and if one was, on their face. one was in the living room, it may be a bit off-putting, but it wouldn't make me go crazy. So no. they don't make the cut. No. Here's an interesting one. Toledo Rockets. Now, if you put a rocket in my living room. That's right. I, I don't know if I feel good about that. It got to make the first cut. It's got to make, at least. Yeah. Okay. Rocket stay. Rocket stay. Western Michigan Broncos. Uh, No. It's just no. a horse. Yeah, just a horse. Yes. It might go... That's it. Is it a horse or is it out. a Ford Bronco? <laughs> no OJ sightings here. Ball State Cardinals. Cardinals do not make the grade. No, they do not. No. And finally, in the MAC, first cut, Central Michigan Chippewas. Now, what is a Chippewa? It's got to go back to, you know, it's definitely a person. Um, and what is it, like an Indian? Chippewas? The Chippewa uh, is an Indian mascot. Mm-hmm. They can be reasoned with. That is correct. Yeah. So no Chippewas. No Chippewas. First, first cut. Okay. So the first cut, we're down to three already. That was quick. We don't even need a second cut. No, we so don't. It's down to this. We whittle it down to the number one most fear-inducing nickname if this is a living, breathing thing that enters into your living room. What causes the most fear? It's down to bulls, bronc- uh, bobcats, and rockets. Bulls, bobcats, rockets. What are we looking at here? <sighs> we got to take rockets out. Rockets got to go. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it, rough. it's a rocket, right? Yeah. A rocket is an inanimate object. But what if it's coming at you? But here's the thing. There's nothing that determines the size of the rocket right you know i immediately think like nasa like huge space shuttle rock the space shuttle like rocket, little if tiny rocket, hits rocket. You, no matter what size not a missile dead. though yeah rocket it's not a missile it's a rocket it just goes up it, you're shooting it up in the air yeah you might have to get we're, some we're, i mean it's not work you done. can't aim a rocket at someone and shoot a rocket at someone it doesn't I'm work like saying, that no matter the size of the rocket if it hits you it's game over yeah you put you know the chances of a rocket hitting you? Yeah. you I mean, that's almost impossible to do. As long as you're not sitting on the ceiling, <laughs> it's not going to hit you. You're good. Or underneath the engine as it as it ignites and takes off. What if you're doing work on your roof? Oh, my God. <laughs> Rockets go. Rockets got to go. It's down to bulls and bobcats. All right. Weigh in, panel. What do we got? Bulls or bobcats? We'll go to Lee Robert Delap the fourth. He gets first dibs. Where are you going with this? Well, bobcats can be very intimidating. But uh-huh. I, I would love to have a bobcat as a as a pet. I think that would be like the coolest thing, like a lynx or a bobcat. And you know, uh, I've done my research. I don't think they've had too many fatal human attacks. They mostly go after small prey. Meanwhile, bulls, you know, they, they can take you out. They can take you, you out. You put a bull in somebody's living room. Mm. Mm. So where are you going, Lee? You going with the bulls? 
I'm going to go Bulls on mine. Bulls on his. Team Bulls. One vote for Bulls, the most fear-inducing nickname of the Mac. All right, Papa Bear, you're up next. What do you think? Well, they say Bull in a China shop. They don't say Bobcat in a China shop. So I'm going to go with Bulls. Okay, that makes sense. It's very right. good logic. Very good logic. Not bad. Not bad. Steve DeSager? Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. So, the Bulls. The Bulls. I will the say Bulls. that I thought Broncos got kind of short shrift because they're known for bucking, which could take care of the living room right there. The Rockets are not necessarily lit, unlike some of the fans, but the Rockets could be just quite inanimate, just sitting there, not necessarily firing. That's true. So, I'm going Bulls. Okay. You're going Bulls. Bulls. You can also ride a Bronco. You can ride a bull, too, but not for longer than eight seconds. Yeah, that's right. You can ride Is a that, rocket, too. Are you, are you thinking about <laughs> switching over to Bobcats? Because there's no riding a Bobcat, Ephraim. No, nah, but a Bobcat isn't that big. It's not one of the bigger wild animal uh, cat animals. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go with the bull. You know a what? A fully grown, mature bull yeah. with... The horns and all, oh, you don't yeah. want them problems. Can gore you. You don't want those problems in your life. That's the reason where... they don't call it running with the bobcats, they call it running with the bulls. <laughs> okay? Running with the bulls. The bulls. I am, I'm going to make it unanimous here because I think of this, again, it goes back to if this creature entered your living room, which would freak you out the most? And while I would be highly freaked out by a bobcat, they could be like slowly walking around there's no slow movements with a bull a bull would just be going nuts and to see that first sight that would cause the most fear i'd be the most freaked out with the bull absolutely bulls win that bulls that bulls but so if a rocket actually hit a buffalo, buffalo bull, oh my god get out of here with that <laughs> what what the buffalo bulls with the most fear inducing nickname of the mac really good Good stuff right there. Pretty, right. pretty good. Uh, speaking of pretty good stuff, Steve freaking DeSager. He's with us this evening. Well, we have two items of good news for Notre Dame fans. One, the undefeated football team is leading 14-10 to at USC, four minutes to go in the third quarter. And the undefeated number one-ranked women's basketball team defending champs came back in the fourth quarter for a win tonight against number nine Oregon State, 91-81. Things are looking up, people. I have to circle back here. Yes, I did make a deal that if the Notre Dame women's basketball team lost to Oregon State... I was willing to put that on the table in exchange for a Notre Dame football victory. You're going to get both here tonight. They've just picked off USC's JT Daniels. That's right, they have. <laughs> yeah, the freshmen. There's those things called quarterbacks out there. JT Daniels had been 29 of 37 passing tonight for 277 yards, but on a short out. It's under review. This may oh, not be a pick. He dropped Hit the, the ball. ground. Oh. He dropped the ball. Yeah, he used the ground. I don't know if that's going to stand. By the way, JT Daniels' uh, alma mater in Southern California, Modern Day, won another title last night. They've also got their quarterback in a couple years, the current high school quarterback going to USC, and Daniels and Matt Barkley and Matt Leinert have all come out of this high school in the pipeline to USC, just for the record. So I assume this high school will be number one in the country, Modern Day, because they beat another top three team nationally last night. We do have the update on number seven, LSU. They've got the ball. And the game is tied, 24-all, about eight minutes to go at number 22, Texas A&M. And that game turned big time. And amazingly, it's uh, 
it's an I'm still not getting used to the fact that it's an SEC conference game with Texas A&M. It's been like five, seven years now and still think, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, got it. Like the BYU-Utah that's coming up, the late game that's underway. Not a conference game. Nope. Iowa State was on FS1, and uh, number 25 Iowa State with three touchdowns fourth quarter did win over Kansas State, 42-38. to Number two Clemson with about three minutes left leads 49-35 against South Carolina. 15th-ranked Kentucky won 56-10 at Louisville, and it looks like LSU has just scored to take the lead at Texas A&M, or at least, mm. well, I'll wait for the replay, but it looks like with a celebration, oh, they've got – yeah, I think they're lining up. So, yeah, 30-24 to 24 and an extra point pending for LSU, ranked seventh. Now, in the top five, Georgia and Alabama each won. They're in the SEC championship game next Saturday. Ohio State ripped Michigan 62-39. to 39. Wins for Florida and Penn State for Northwestern and Syracuse. And Miami beat number 24 Pitt 24-3. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience extra point good lsu leads 31 24 at a&m with under seven minutes to go we have some finals from the nba including at minnesota carl anthony towns 35 points 22 rebounds in a win over the bulls who fall to five and 15 not quite as fierce as the buffalo bulls apparently minnesota won 11 96 victories for washington denver and the cleveland cavaliers have won again what they're up to four and 14 they beat houston 117 108 the houston rockets are nine and nine this year they rested chris paul james harden had 40 points 13 assists and they still lost at Cleveland. And one NHL note, a guy had five goals tonight for Winnipeg. Patrick Laine becomes the youngest with a five-goal game since Wayne Gretzky, 1981. Winnipeg wins 8-3 at St. Louis. So, yes, a lot going on tonight. Good stuff by you, Steve DeSager. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. So got a tweet here, Ephraim. Justin checks in, and he's talking about UCF. I want to see what you think about this. He says, if Oklahoma and Ohio State both lose, how can you not put UCF in? And you have to give credit to Mac. He came in after Milton got hurt, and they scored 31 points. UCF stand up! Okay. I agree. I mean, I didn't put him in. I did not put him in. If, let's play this game. <laughs> if Oklahoma loses to Texas, could happen, right? Yes. If Ohio State loses to Northwestern, eh, eh, unlikely, but could happen. Goodness, Ian Book, you got a wide open receiver. Put it on him. Right, Ephraim? <laughs> you got to put it on him, man. I digress. Okay. So how about this? You're basically saying that there's one spot left. You're assuming that Alabama's going to beat Georgia. Right. And so you've got at least one spot left, and maybe you're hoping for USC to beat Notre Dame, and you could arguably have two spots left, at least two spots up for debate. Right, right. right. So if that were to happen, Oklahoma loses, Georgia loses, Notre Dame loses. Yeah, they probably would get one of those two spots. It might be 
Notre Dame, UCF. But what are the chances of Oklahoma and Ohio State losing in their conference title game? Not very high. And even if they do, there's got to be a chance that UCF, down their starting quarterback, who had a great season in Mackenzie Milton, they get shafted and they take that into account that they don't have their starting QB there. You think that'd be the case? Uh, of course it'd be the case. Yeah. Anything that they got, they can hold against UCF, it will be held against them, <laughs> no matter what it is. We know that for mm-hmm. sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I. That's a lot of ifs that you got to have line up perfectly to have UCF at least in the discussion to get into the playoff. I think that's going to be a rough one. All right. Well, I mean, they got a uh, a conference championship, the uh, American Athletic Conference Championship next week against Memphis. And, you know, they win that. They're 12-0 and again. Yeah. Playing up. A- so we'll see how it shakes out. We know they'll move up in the polls this week. They're at nine now in the playoff uh, uh, rankings. So with the loss of Michigan and, you know, some games still up in the air, we'll see how this thing shakes out, right? Yeah. yeah we still got action. We still got still action. Still got action. I'll tell All you right. what, man, that would be my nightmare. If somehow UCF got a bid while Notre Dame was left out. (laughs) You die, right? (laughs) Oh, man. I can't believe I even said that out loud. Oh. Oh. I show up for work, Ephraim. But if there's ever a scenario where I wouldn't, it would probably be that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Brian's not with us. He took some time off. Brian is ill at this moment in time. He took some time off. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, we look at some of the games, Week 12, full slate of action. You do have the Chiefs and the Rams off and the teams that played on Thanksgiving. But aside from that, we got a lot of ball to choose from tomorrow. We'll preview some of the games. And also this, is this player laughing his pain away? I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios, and we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Been a fun show. Notre Dame hit a long field goal. They're up 17-10. to 10. <laughs> Just bring this thing on home. Bring it Ephraim. on home. Bring it on home. Bring it right. on home. Before we get to the Week 12 NFL games, a couple items of business here. So Amari Cooper, Cowboys receiver, he scored a touchdown, actually scored two of them, but after one of his two touchdowns against the Redskins. He impersonated Markel Fultz's free throw form, where it's the ugliest thing, where he batted the ball back and forth on the way up to shooting the ball. And that's what Amari Cooper did as his end zone celebration. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately thought, like, man, that's rough. What are you thinking if you're Markel Fultz and you're watching that thing? You're struggling with your form? Like, this is a serious deal? Markel Fultz not only retweeted a source that posted the video, he also posted a Snapchat with his family, and it sounded like this. (laughs) 
They thought it was funny. My question would be this. Is this essentially trying to laugh the pain away? Because it's not fun struggling with your shot to the degree that Markel Fultz is. So is that what's going on here? I, I think they know each other. So I think he's paying homage to his friend. By making fun of his jacked up free throw? I don't know form? if he was making fun of it. I think he was uh, paying homage to it, you know, at the free throw line. Yeah. Acknowledging it. Hey, whatever works. Whatever works. Right? I mean, yeah. at least he got some joy out of it. Things aren't going his way. I didn't know that was homage, though. I thought yeah. that, that's like, <laughs> I don't know if, uh, I, I guess there's other ways to be like, like the Ladanian Tomlinson, you know, how he kind of did the flip the, the ball. finger roll, yeah. flip the ball. Like, if you want to do that, that's paying homage to a guy, but you're jacked up free throw. Yeah, but shot. he's shooting a better percentage shooting that way, though. Yeah. Hey, if it's working, maybe it So maybe that's it the thing. That's why I think he's paying homage. He's not, you know, he's not missing free throws when he's doing that. So I, I think that was kind of the the deal. Like, I'm going to big up my boy. Yeah. How about this one? This is from the Old Miss-Mississippi State game. I've never heard this before. Check this out. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct on all players from both teams. <laughs> what? A fight broke out. He just... Everybody. Penalized everybody. Everybody got to go. Everybody with the helmet. That's your one strike. Strike two, you're out of here. You get the gate. That's the way it went down. There's been some fisticuffs here, Ephraim. Rivalry week. Uh, tension is high, you know, motion's high. We've seen a couple of uh, fights break out. Yeah, right. that uh, North Carolina, North Carolina State game. They was... were going at it, man. Sheesh. Like, I saw one low. guy in particular throw multiple haymakers into a face mask. <laughs> yeah, makes no sense. I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know that's going to hurt him. Ah, that old testosterone. It, it gets, gets, it'll, it'll gets get riled you. up. It does. Okay, so week 12 of the NFL. I thought of you, big man, because this matchup will bring a smile to your face in one regard. Jags at the Bills. <laughs> I mentioned this. Somebody's got to win. Yeah, the last time these two teams faced each other, that was the Blake Bortles game. Yes, 88 it was. 88 yards rushing, oh. 87 yards passing. A playoff game, no less. <laughs> oh, man. You love to reference Hated that, that game. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. The that's going to be a rough watch. That is, Ooh, no one's going to watch, watch that. Yeah. No one's watching that. Even if you gamble on that game, you might Why be would like. You just gamble I, on it, though. Who would you? Don't tell me you put something on that game. I haven't. But uh, the total is very low. It's not going to be a whole lot of points. Josh Allen's going to be back for the Bills. But even if I did have a vested interest on that game, I'm probably just peeking at it here and there. That's a rough one. Rough one. How about the G-Men at the Eagles? Is this crazy? The Eagles are one win better than the Giants this season. <laughs> That's where they're at in the standings. It's a lot of m mediocrity going on this week in the NFL. There is. When you look at the San Francisco, Tampa Bay, right? Saints Cincinnati, Cleveland. Thanksgiving. Yeah, bye week with the Rams and Chiefs. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like you said, from you look at these matchups and you're like, eh, I'm going to be watching ball left I, and right. I'm yeah, gonna I'm going to watch them all. But yeah. I think the most compelling uh, matchup is probably Minnesota Green Bay. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I think that's the game of the day. Yeah. Followed by Seattle, Carolina. Those are the two that, yeah. you know, resonate with me. Yeah. That have any merit or meaning to it. Hold I'll any weight. The, one of the big surprises this year is that Seattle's rushing offense, I did not think that they were going to be this good running the football. Shot Penny, man. Give him the ball more. Yeah, they're leading the run, league man. with 154 yards per game. Well, they realized, and I've talked to Dwayne, uh, their starting left tackle, about this. They they took the pressure, a lot of pressure off that offensive line, uh, and just having to have Russell Wilson drop back and pass the ball. I mean, they can, they'll those guys are, are road graders, and yeah. you know, shout out to Pete Carroll and offensive coordinator and everybody for deciding. And Dwayne said he had a lot to do with it. He went to him and like, "Yo, we need to run the ball." I mean, they got three good running backs. So why wouldn't you just load up? And and, and, and Seattle became Seattle because of their rushing attack. With and you Marshawn can take a Lynch. lot of pressure off of Russ. Russ Absolutely. is dynamic, but that O-line isn't great at pass blocking. Right. It's, it is not at, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So don't put him in that position. Run the ball. How about Kirk Cousins? This is a spot at home against the Packers. You got to earn that $84 million guarantee. Got to earn the money, man. Come on. Come on, Kirk Cousins. Got to earn the money. Is this where the season comes to an end for the Packers? What do you think? Yes. I think so, too. Yes, it is. And our guy, Lee Robert DeLapp IV, diehard Packers fan. What do you think about your Packers, Lee? Does, it all, does the dream end on Sunday? It does come down to this. It's going to, you know, it, in Minnesota, I, I don't know about this one. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a. Got to turn it around confidence. now. Got to turn yeah. it around now. And we get Tom Brady. Brady's back. Gronk's back. Yeah, no one cares. It's the Jets. <laughs> All right, let's go, Irish. Let's finish this off. Have a good night. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? Uh, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even checkouts not until four, so because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at AmericanExpress.com/slash with Amex. Terms apply. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. 
these mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now iheart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iheart that's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iheart exclusions apply see lisa.com for more details